and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here your news, reviews, discussion, and of course stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Uh, Mary, a few days after Christmas. Um, we have had a rather odd mix of holiday and non-holiday programming this month. So we, we have two plays for you today, uh, a group that I've wanted to have on for a while. I'm very excited to bring to you the group Playing on Air. Uh, that's by Claudia Catania is the sort of producer in residence with Playing on Air. Um, it is a really marvelous group that brings contemporary, very talented playwrights and actors together to do, uh, I guess you call it almost more like radio, actual radio drama, as opposed to a lot of what we hear has been sort of written and produced for kind of the uh, podcast online market. Um, these are shows that are you know, distributed through PRX, uh, an online tool to various uh, radio stations throughout the, uh, you know, public stations throughout the United States, uh, KUNM. WAMC in the Northeast, Karev, uh, KAZU, and others. Um, so, as well as my own uh, originating radio station, WMPG, where Radio Drum Revival airs. Uh, so, that's how I heard about them. I actually heard about them through the Association of Independence and Radio. Um, I've been wanting to feature in them for a while. And we have kind of the perfect opportunity where we have a play that is uh, kind of maybe vaguely uh, holiday. Ask uh, has a Snowden screenwriter, Jesse Eisenberg, in The Blizzard. Um, it is a delicious, delicious little uh, mystery thriller piece, uh, sort of feet, tastes, feeds our taste. Um, that's going to be followed up by two other ones. Um, gonna just to give us a nice range of, of holidays, we have a piece called The Miracle of Hanukkah, as well as Christmas Breaks, uh, which are just little, little fun little short plays. So uh, we also have those with some interviews that were recorded by, I believe, by Ka- uh, Claudia uh, that sort of come with this whole piece. The whole sort of uh, special is called Two Holidays in a Blizzard. Um, so that's coming up right here on Radio Drum Revival, um, playing on air by Claudia Catania. Um, this is in a different order than what it was on PRX because I want to lead with this, uh, the, the Blizzard. I think it's a lovely story. Um, and we don't have to obey kind of the, the break rules required by contemporary radio. So starting with the Blizzard, then the Miracle of Hanukkah, and then Christmas Breaks. The Blizzard is by David Ives, directed by John Rando. It features Jesse Eisenberg, Alfredo Narciso, Heidi Schreck, and Sarah Sokolovich. We are in a remote country house. Toward evening, a cold blizzard rages. Neil! 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 It's still coming down. Some of those drifts are yard deep already. What's the matter? Nothing. I just wondered what happened to you. (laughs) You got scared, huh? No, I wasn't scared. The food's all ready. Do you really think they'll make it up here in this? Joe's got those new chains on the car, the ones that Sandy made him fork out for. Uh, Just what you'd expect for misrationality. Right, Mr. Listmaker. Mr. My pencils have to be laid out in the right order on my desk. No, you're not rational. Sandy is rational. What about the TV? Nothing, not a thing. The electricity's on. You'd think with a satellite dish, we'd pick up something. The telephone's still out. They've probably been trying to call us on their cell since they left the city. There's no radio either. No radio? Isn't it great? It's just like an Agatha Christie. (sighs) Thanks for that. I'm still not used to it, being so remote. Nature has always scared the living hell out of me. Now I'm, now I'm living in it. 
or visiting it on weekends, anyway. You know, I saw a bat flapping around out there. I didn't know there were bats in snowstorms. N no radio? The world could be ending out there, for Christ's sake, and we'd be the last ones to hear about it. No radio. We have no radio, and a beautiful blizzard, and a house, and woods, and a mountain that are all ours. All ours in 29 years and three months. I kind of wish they weren't coming up tonight. It's so cozy. I wouldn't mind curling up with a book. I wish you hadn't said Agatha Christie. You inflict Torturama 1, 2, and 3 on people, and I can't say Agatha Christie? Those are movies. Not a real house in the middle of the real country with the lines down. And Torturama paid for our little mansion on a hill, babe. You know what it is about murder mysteries? No, listen. I think that the reason people like murder mysteries is that in a murder mystery, everything is significant. The people in murder mysteries are living in a significant world. A world where everything is there for a reason. Even before the murders happen, you know that one is going to happen, and you know that everything is a clue. Or rather, you know that some things are clues and some things are just obfuscation, they're snow. And you know that everybody has a secret of some kind. A secret that's like a soul. <laughs> Murder mysteries are religious in a way, don't laugh. They're life the way you feel it when you're in love. When everything is in a special light, incandescent. They are a couple of hours of everything meaning something, for God's sake. And then they're over, and you're back to your old life, to real life, to mortgages and pork loin and potatoes and making rhubarb pie. Real life doesn't feel like it means something these days? Sure it does. I'm just saying. Well, don't we all wish for that in real life? One of those moments when everything feels charged with meaning? When the air is electric? Well, here's your opportunity. Listen, we're, we're probably going to be totally snowed in. Why don't we all do something different this weekend? Different? What does different mean? I don't know. Something unusual. Something unexpected. Not you and Sandy holding yourself up in the kitchen and talking about whatever you talk about. Not me and Joe sitting around talking about mom and dad and what happened in third grade. Not the usual poor glass of Jack Daniels. What have you guys been doing? Going to dinner and break out the Margot well, one Have you seen any movies? Did you catch that episode of blah, blah, blah? I don't know. Something we've never done before. Or, or let's talk about something we've never talked about before. Anything, instead of all the things we usually talk about. Okay, something unusual. It's a deal. Hello? Neil? Oh, there they are. Hello, Neil and Jenny, right? Sorry for the cold hand, I'm freezing. God, you're just like Joe and Sandy described you. I can't believe I'm finally meeting you, Neil. I am such a fan of Torturama, all of them. Natasha can't watch them herself. Natasha's squeamish. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Salim and Natasha. Hello, I'm so happy to encounter you at last. And you, Jenny, you are just as beautiful as Sandy told me. You are exquisite. And God, what a place up here, but so remote. Wow. We brought this for you. Whoa. A little housewarming gift. Whoa. I know it looks like a black valise. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, maybe there's been a mistake. I mean, this is the place, isn't it? You're Neil and Jenny. Oh, right, right. Where are Joe and Sandy? Middle of a snowstorm, two strange people walk in. You're spooked. Totally natural. Natasha? Joe and Sandy couldn't make it, so they sent us instead. They sent you instead? Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. They, they sent you instead? They caught some kind of bug. God, Joe and Sandy have been telling us all about you two for... 
Well, I don't know how long. A long time. A very long time. Uh, I don't think Joe and Sandy ever mentioned knowing a... <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry, a... a Salim. A Salim. And, and a Natasha. You've been out of touch with your brother for too long, brother. They were really broken up. They couldn't make it tonight. I'd say call them up and ask them, but hey, are your cell phones as down as ours up here? How do you know Joe and Sandy? You know what's in this black valise? Just for showing us your hospitality, it's this new tequila, a hundred bucks a bottle. <laughs> Olay, right? Let's support those oppressed brothers churning this stuff out for ten cents a day. Neil, you want to pour? You didn't answer me. How do we know Joe and Sandy? How do we know Joe and Sandy? How do we know them, Natasha? Intimately. Intimately. Good word. We know them intimately. Neil? Neil! Look, uh, I'm very sorry, but I'm... I'm going to have to ask you to leave. To leave? But... Okay, I get it. I get it. You want some kind of proof that we're not just... What? Imposters. Imposters. Ten points, Natasha. We're not imposters. We're the real thing. I'm sorry if I'm coming on kind of strong. It's my personality, you know what I mean? God, how do you prove that you know somebody? Let's see, where do I start? Do I start with Joe or Sandy? You know, she made him get these hotshot snow chains for the car. That is so sandy. No imagination, but always thinking ahead. So rational. Listen, listen, I'm sorry we barged in on you like this. Maybe we should leave, but... Hey, are you really going to turn two freezing strangers back out into the storm? Neil, you're the guy who inflicted torturama on the world. More killings per square frame than any movie in history. You're pouring blood in the aisles, man. Don't tell me you're scared. What are you scared of? What am I going to do to you, huh? If I was going to do something to you, I'd have done it already, wouldn't I? So do we leave, or do we stay? Aw, oh, have a heart, Neil. Well, we can't turn you out in this weather. Turn them out, Neil. Honey, I... Turn them out! It's a blizzard out there, honey. Your wife is so sweet. Really. She's a doll. You know, with so much snow, it's like we're in a murder mystery here. Natasha adores Agatha Christie. You know what I hate about murder mysteries? It's that everybody in them's got a secret. People don't have secrets. People are open books. I don't know you personally, Neil, but just looking at you, I'd say you're probably the kind of guy who makes lists, for example. Lines, his pencils up on the desk, likes things neat and tidy, am I right? A Jack Daniels before dinner kind of guy. You're not the kind of guy who, what, secretly worked for the CIA once upon a time? You're not a guy with a secret history of killing people. I mean really killing people. Off screen. You don't have any real blood on your hands. You're in the entertainment industry. You have nothing to hide. Send them away, Neil! And Jenny, she probably made her usual dinner for tonight. Let's see, what would it be? Pork loin and some kind of special potato recipe and a cherry rhubarb pie for dessert. The perfect American housewife. Nothing to conceal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, there's that personality of mine again. I'm brash, I'm insensitive, I'm loud. Call me American. You know, I have a I have a gun in the house. <laughs> That's rich. What a liar. I have a gun in the house. <laughs> right. That's so cute. This isn't a movie. This is real life, Neil. And I'm your brother for the night. I'm a stand-in for Joe. Remember me? 
Your brother? Where are Joe and Sandy? They're very sick in bed is where they are. What have you done with them? They can't move is what they are. Aren't I your brother? Neil? Come on. Am I your brother? Sure. Am I your brother? Am I your brother? Am I your brother? You're my brother. There, you see. How hard was that? Now, we can talk about all those kids we used to beat up in third grade, just like old times. Well, brother, what do you say? We're here for the duration. You gonna play the good host here, or what? You wanna show me around the grounds? Sure. Show what? Sure, brother. Attaboy. You first. You know what I love about murder mysteries? Is that everything in them seems to mean something. The people in murder mysteries are living in a significant world. Everything holding its breath. Waiting. The air is electric and then bang, it happens. The irrevocable. Whatever that is. Changing everything. It's a kind of poetry. To me, it's almost a religious feeling. Significance. I don't want any more significance. I don't want it. I don't want it. Poor Jenny, afraid over nothing. Why? Why? You have the wrong people! You're the right people. You're Neil and Jenny. We're just here for dinner with you. And you have nothing to be afraid of, really. Absolutely nothing. Neil! Neil! Absolutely nothing. That was The Blizzard by David Ives, directed by John Rando. You heard Jesse Eisenberg as Neil, Alfredo Narciso as Salim, Heidi Schreck as Jenny, and Sarah Sokolovich as Natasha. The Miracle of Hanukkah is by Sherry Wilner. It features Zach Appleman, Peter Friedman, Judy Gold, Lisa Joyce, and Marsha Jean Kurtz. It's Hanukkah. Ryan, his parents, his Aunt Adele, and his girlfriend, Layla, are gathered around the menorah. They have lit the candles and are reciting the Hanukkah blessing. So, Layla, did Ryan tell you about his crazy family and the way we celebrate Hanukkah? Yes, he did. And you still came. Amazing. I think it sounds great. I told her it was quick and painless. Quick and painless? Since when? It's torture. It is not torture. It's torture. Why? What's so bad? You don't like having meaningful conversations with your family? I don't know. I'll tell you if we ever have one. Don't listen to her. Why should she? No one else does. 
Now, this is something I decided off yeah, family she decided. should do. To Our opinions sure. don't count for much around here. <laughs> How could they count if we're not allowed to have to them? To make sure the meaning of the holiday isn't lost. This holiday does have a meaning, you know. No one said it didn't. It's not the Jewish version of Christmas, presents, presents, presents. And even though people say Hanukkah is not an important holiday, well, that's not entirely true now, is it? No. Significant things did happen, not just the oil, but the Maccabees, the temple, victory for the Jews. It was a big deal. Right. You don't have to be so polite. No, She's I agree. She's being polite. I'm not. I do agree. I'm just telling her. Well, you know, enough with the lecture already. She's giving a lecture. She's Jewish. She I knows know about, she's Jewish. She knows about Hanukkah. You don't have to. I'm setting it up. I'm telling her why we celebrate this way. I told her already. Well, just in case you left anything out. I didn't leave anything Right, come on. Do you really think you can circumvent the presentation? It's like trying to stop a geyser from exploding. Thanks a lot. I bet you're sorry you started with this family. No, I'm not. If you'd all just let me finish. 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 Thank you. Now, very few people know this. Lucky them. I'm ignoring you now. Now? But while the candles are burning, you're supposed to sit by them and tell stories relating to the holiday. Which is why we buy such short candles. You know, memories, things you read, your personal thoughts. Anything to make sure that the meaning of the holiday lands. You know, before everyone goes running off into a million different directions, back into their lives, and forgets what Hanukkah means. I didn't know that. You see? She didn't know. Did your family exchange a lot of presents? Definitely. Mom. What? I I told you. I I have a lot of nieces and nephews, so we all go a bit overboard with gifts for them. This sounds a lot nicer. I wish my family celebrated Hanukkah this way. (laughs) Exactly. A lot nicer. See? I'm always looking for ways to bring us closer together. Oh, Oh, What? We're close enough for my taste. You know, you don't have to come here. Where else am I going to go? Exactly. You see what I'm up against here? This family has a lot to be grateful for, and it wouldn't hurt any of us to acknowledge it from time to time. That's why, a few years ago, when I read about this idea... On the internet. Who cares where I read it? I'm just saying. Oh, God. Well, don't. Anyway, I got the idea that on at least one night of Hanukkah... Uh, Can you imagine if we did this for all eight uh, nights? We all get together and the story we tell each other has to be about a miracle that happened to us during the past year. That's lovely. (laughs) What? It is. Thank you. I think it's lovely too. It reminds us not only about the miracle of Hanukkah, but about all the miraculous things that God still does for us. We won't blame you if you want to make a quick getaway. No, I don't. Why do you do that? Undercut me like that. I was joking. Can't you take a joke? Your jokes have a way of always being at my expense. Maybe that's why I find them so funny. Okay, guys, enough. That hurt me. I want you to know that really hurt me. It wasn't my intention to hurt you. Then what was your intention? Guys, enough, okay? This discussion is far from over. Then... Keep going. I'm in no rush to do this. And you're no better. My own sister. Up. You people are unbelievable. If it weren't for me, there'd be no celebration of any sort. Okay, let's not get on that track. A miracle. Someone go. Quick. I'll go first. You first? That's a first. He usually goes last. Again, with the irrelevant information. It's not irrelevant. It's the fact that he doesn't... What difference does it make? usually doesn't even My miracle is... My miracle is... Layla. Oh, Ryan, that's so sweet. She's embarrassed. You're adorable. Isn't she adorable? That shouldn't count. Why not? I get to say whatever I want, right? In this case, yes. But I'm not a miracle. I'm flesh and blood. Well, to me, you're a miracle. I mean, I never thought I would meet anyone, let alone anyone as wonderful as you, and that, well, you know, that you would actually feel the same way about me. And I'm just so 
grateful that you're here with me. We raised a mensch, Jerry. We actually raised a mensch. He's a good kid. You picked a winner with my nephew. I know. So, okay, who's next? Jerry. Why me? Why not you? Go, Jerry. Just get it over with. Wonderful attitude, Adele. Okay, okay. My miracle is... And be serious. I'm going to be serious. Just warning you. Noted. Uh, Can I go? Yes, if you be serious. Do you see what I have to put up with? Just go. Okay. My miracle is... And it can't be related to sports. One more comment and I'm not going. Well, you don't have the best track record. It's a miracle I put up with this. One year, he made it about sports. Sports? Not just sports. The 2004 World Series. The Red Sox won and reversed the curse after 86 years. I, I don't think it should be about sports. Everyone called it a miracle. It wasn't really a miracle. I say it was a miracle. A miracle should be something that... Everyone defines it differently. But no one would actually say the Red Sox. Everyone did say everyone but you. Mom, let him say whatever he wants. Fine. I give up. Dad, go. Okay. Okay. My miracle is... That I didn't die in the car accident. Oh, God forbid. Given how fast that putz was going, I should have been flattened like a latka, but I wasn't. And it's a miracle. Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you. Now, get over here, Jerry. What did I do? You survived. Now, give me a kiss. <laughs> Ugh. On your own time, you two. On your own time. Fine. And I'm going next. Do you mind? No. Please. My miracle is that the lump in my bladder wasn't malignant. Mom. What? A, a lump is sufficient information. We don't need the geography. What's so bad about saying bladder? Layla doesn't want to hear... No, it's okay. That's it's all okay. you can think about? Your mother narrowly escapes a terminal diagnosis and instead of being grateful, you're embarrassed? I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. Doesn't sound that way to me. Never mind. Oh, it was a miracle and I'm grateful. Unbelievable. You're unbelievable. Mom. What? With my family history, I had good reason to expect the worst, but knock on wood, it all turned out fine. That's wonderful. It is wonderful. Now, if only my son thought so. I do. You know I do. I just just forget it's I said It's your it. turn, Adele. Mom. What? Oof. Maybe Layla wants to go next. No, please, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't be mad. I'm not mad. Are you two finished? Yes. I love you. I know. Go ahead, Adele. Okay. Okay, my miracle is that the day I called a realtor... Oh, God, Adele, no. The day I called the realtor, because I couldn't stand living next to that repulsive witch anymore... You'll have to excuse my sister. ...is the very same day that she slipped on the ice, broke her hip, got sent to Bellevue, and died of a staph infection. Lovely. That's a lovely story, Adele. It's not like I pushed her. Wouldn't surprise me if you did. Well, you met her. She was horrible. Yes, but she's dead. Well, that's my miracle, and I'm sticking to it. I can finally walk into the hallway without being subjected to her venom. You're up, newbie. Okay. Don't be nervous. I'm not nervous. Clearly anything goes with this gang. I know exactly what I'm going to say. My miracle... Me? It... You're going to say me, right? No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> that's fine, but you're going to make this good. Ryan, go ahead, dear. My miracle is when my mother died this past March. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're all yeah. sorry. Thank you. And well, the day she died, which I didn't know would be the day she died, 
I brought her a dozen roses. It's something I did every few days. They never lasted very long. It was weird. I thought maybe it was because of all the disease in the air. I don't know. So every two or three days, I would bring her a new bouquet. What a sweet thing to do. On this one particular day, I brought her a dozen white roses. Those were her favorite. And put them in a vase beside her bed. She looked at them and suddenly seemed just so peaceful and relaxed. She smiled at me, and it was the happiest I'd seen her in months. Then she closed her eyes and was gone. How sad. Well, the nurses came in, and they tried, but there was nothing they could do, so they left me alone with her, and I cried. I closed my eyes and cried, and when I opened them, there were roses everywhere. All over the room. The bouquet I had brought her had somehow multiplied into dozens and dozens and dozens of roses everywhere. Oh my. I couldn't believe it. I asked the nurses, did did someone come in here? And they all said, no, no one. I had only been alone in there for a minute. No one could have brought in that many flowers. Then I realized it was my mother's way of telling me that she was okay and in a better place, that she was happy and free. I was sad, but relieved. I mean, she sent those flowers to me, and I never saw so many roses in my life. (laughs) There were hundreds in a blink of an eye. Hundreds. What a beautiful story. Thank you. You never told me that. I don't tell people who I don't think will believe me. That's why I was so happy when you told me on Hanukkah your family talks about miracles. There are so few people who actually believe that miracles can happen, you know? Well, I mean, um, I mean, ah. Yes? Hmm? Ryan. What? You do believe in miracles, right? I, uh, I... Maybe we should open presents. Presents, that's a good idea. Let's open presents. Mine are in the next room. I'll just go get them. Do you? Do you believe in miracles? I don't know. I I guess I... I mean, this was my mother's idea. I know, but... I think what Ryan's trying to say is that the stories we tell, well, they're things that are miraculous, you know, like miracles, but... Yeah, like miracles. But I don't understand. You said your lump. Not every lump is cancer. I got lucky. Lucky? And the car accident? Luck. Plus driver's side airbags. And us, the way we met. We met on J-Date. But maybe what we really mean when we say miracle is good luck. Yeah, because you can't really say it was good luck that your neighbor died. Miracle sounds less hostile. But good luck doesn't explain the oil. You do believe in the oil, right? That it burned for eight days? Frankly, I always thought it was a bunch of hooey. I do. Well, she asked. It's what you learn in school, you know, the Bible. Stories. Do you believe? Well, I always wondered, couldn't it have burned for that long? I mean... It was oil. Is oil burning really so miraculous? Yes, because it was just a tiny drop of oil. I don't 
don't know. I mean, there could be other explanations, right? Aren't there people who do that, figure out scientific explanations for things that happen? There's happened? that show Mythbusters. Is that still I meant on? in the Bible, you know, like they speculate the parting of the Red Sea could have been caused by a tsunami. But why, why do you celebrate Hanukkah if you don't believe in miracles? Why do you celebrate anything? Guilt? To eat, drink, to be together. Layla, I think we should just talk about this later. You don't believe me about the roses. I believe that you believe it. I mean, you must admit, dear, flowers don't just That's materialize. That's why it was a miracle. Layla. I better go. Layla, no. Stay. No, no I should go. Please don't. I have to. I, uh, I'll call you. Oh, please don't go. Please. Thank you for everything. I'm sorry. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, happy, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Should I follow her? Should I? was The Miracle of Hanukkah by Sherry Wilner. You heard Zach Appleman as Ryan, Peter Friedman as his father Jerry, Judy Gold as his aunt Adele, Lisa Joyce as his girlfriend Layla, and Marcia Jean Kurtz as his mother Marilyn. Christmas Breaks is by Patrick Gabridge. It features Zach Appleman, Stephen Boyer, and Hallie Pfeiffer. It's Christmas time in the city. We are in a cafe. <gasps> Peter, over here! Sorry I'm late, Marcy. Have you been waiting long? Since five. I'm really sorry. There's so much to do with the holidays. I understand. Really? Yeah, sure. That's great. Really, that's great. So why don't we go to my place and open presents? Uh, your place is so cramped. Oh, cramped? I thought you liked my place. It's fine, really. It's just cramped. Okay, well, how about your apartment? It's huge. No, this place is so much better. The sight of our first rendezvous. How many lazy Saturday mornings have we spent here? You're such a romantic. Okay, well, let me see those boxes. Do you have something special in there for me? Well, how do you mean? You know. All gifts are special. That's the whole point. You know, the whole idea of giving something to someone else free, no strings attached, it's such a weird concept. I love Christmas. Yeah, I know. Well, I got something special for you. What is it? It's a surprise, but you're really going to like it. We're really going to like it. Maybe you should open yours first. Well, you can at least read my card. It's very... Ornate. I wrote and illustrated it myself. <laughs> Bet you didn't know I could draw reindeer. I had no idea. This is great. Poetry. I mean every word. I know you do, really. So, why don't you start with this package from me? Books! Wonderful! Maybe some Emily Dickinson? <laughs> Improving yourself in every way. How to lose weight and keep it off. How to cope when you don't deserve the one you love. You know how easy it is to pick up a few pounds over the holidays. Right, of course. Thank you, Peter. There's more. Oh, good. It's a gift certificate. One free plastic surgery... At Dr. Randolph Vishnu? You can use it for whatever you want. Cheeks, eyes, tummy tuck, breast augmentation. Which do you think I need the most? Start wherever makes you happy. 
He's really a talented man, a miracle worker. Um, Peter? Wait, there's more. Yeah, I don't think I can stomach any more. Stay right here. I'll be right back. Don't move. Okay. Have yourself a Okay, here we are. Who's this? Marcy, this is David. Davis, with an S. Davis. Hi, it's a, a pleasure to meet you, Marcy. The flowers. Oh, yeah. These are for you. What the hell is going on? That is an excellent question. I found Davis through the personals. So you could hit the ground running. I know there's the big office party tonight and... And you can't go? No. Well, I mean, I don't want to go. Well, that's not quite it. I don't want to go with you. What? I, I don't think we should see each other anymore. Maybe I should leave. Stay. Definitely stay. Well, how can you do this to me now? Well, I've been hinting at it for months, but <laughs> it just keeps on going. I. This is just the way it has to be. Sorry. You're great. But, to be honest, not great enough. At least for me, Davis. Really, she's wonderful. Peter, please don't do this. I know how you feel. Well, I don't, but I can imagine. Look, I have to run. Dinner meeting at Maxine's. Maybe we can still be friends. No, that never works. I won't forget you. Honest. I have to go. Have a good night. Uh, are, are you alright? No, I don't think so. Maybe I'll stay, just for a minute. Uh, until you feel better. What am I going to do? It's not right! That was not right! Not to do it like that. Whatever happened to closure? I cannot accept that. Do you understand? I cannot accept that. I'm sure you'll find someone else. Someone better. Oh, yeah, like you. Who knows? Elysium is as far to the very nearest room if in that room a friend await felicity or doom. What fortitude the soul contains that it can so endure the accent of a coming foot, the opening of a door. <gasps> Emily Dickinson. Your ad said that you liked it. Peter's ad? What exactly did it say? Oh, I have it right here. <clears throat> Single, white female, 27, on the rebound. Needs a shoulder to cry on. Just lost a great hunk of an executive fast tracker. I am occasionally clingy, over-romantic, obsessive, unpredictable. Like long walks in the snow... Old movies, Emily Dickinson. Tired of the with it, overly successful type, ready for someone ordinary. Enclosed picture. And you actually answered this? It seemed very honest, direct. Seems like there's not much of that these days. So, what are you doing for Christmas? My plans seem to have changed. I have zero plans. Maybe we could... Maybe. There's something that I need to take care of first. Okay. Peter... You know I was talking about my gift. Davis. My name. My name's Davis. I'm going to call you Peter. Uh, you, are you sure that's a good idea? Peter? I think you should open this present. But I'm not... I'm... Open it! It's a ring box. Okay, I, I really don't Go think... Go ahead, this... look inside. An engagement ring. Oh, my... I see you did have plans for Christmas. Important plans. So this, this all came as a... It's a very nice ring, but... I think you should do this, right? Excuse me? On your knees, Peter. Sure, right. Of course. Thanks. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Marcy? I can't believe this. I never expected this, Peter. I just... This is such a shock. But surely you've known how I feel? Keep going. Marcy, over the past X months, X equals... Seven. uh, Over the past seven months, I've been like a man who's discovered the formula for a happy life. Without you, the equation doesn't balance. I need you to be my independent variable. To quote Emily herself, love is anterior to life, posterior to death, initial of creation and the exponent of breath. Keep me breathing, Marcy. Fill my life with love. Marry me. Oh, Peter. Will you be mine for infinity? No. Uh, What? Peter, I now realize that you are the most completely self-absorbed, narcissistic, obnoxious man I have ever met. You have used me to fill some obscure void in your life. And you know what? I've done the same with you. Well, we have nothing in common, Peter, other than our fear of being alone. Well, that is not good enough. Besides, I've met someone else. What? Who? His name is Davis. He is a... Mathematician. Mathematician. He's romantic, flexible... A sucker for Christmas. A believer in sentiment, a reader of poems... But you don't know anything about this guy. You can't just leave me for some stranger. He seems very nice, and he's... Kinda cute. And he listens to me. It's over, Peter. You're just not good enough for me. Deal with it. But... Goodbye, Peter. Bye. How was that? (gasps) Davis! I'm so glad you're here. What are you doing for Christmas? Uh, We'll see. Uh, Grab your coat. It's snowing. (gasps) Let's go for a stroll. You you don't mind if we have a quick discussion with my ex-girlfriend, do you? Oh, not at all. Good. (laughs) I've got a few loose ends to clear up. Now, I'm going to call you Elizabeth. That was Christmas Breaks by Patrick Gabridge. You heard Zach Appleman as Peter, Stephen Boyer as Davis, and Hallie Pfeiffer as Marcy. You've been listening to Playing on Air, Great American short plays with great American actors. Original music by Tom Cochan. Recording and sound design by John Kilgore. Subscribe to the free Playing on Air podcast on iTunes and learn more at playingonair.org. For Playing on Air, I'm Claudia Catania. All right, that was Claudia Catania's Playing on Air, uh, along with three stories uh, in the Two Holidays and a Blizzard, uh, full credits and whatnot. Uh, check out the website, playingonair.org. Playing on Air, like, you know, the stuff that floats in the sky, playingonair.org. Um, a lot of great stuff. They do have a podcast, um, and if you look at their PRX channel, uh, which I think is linked from their website, you can download more shows and hear more of what they have to offer. So um, that is uh, the extent of our holiday programming this year. Hope you enjoyed it. 
Um, other good stuff happening out there. Uh, right now, Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere is available from BBC on the iPlayer. Um, the Radio Drum Revival Facebook and Twitter feed has been feeding that. So Facebook, uh, radiodrumrevival.com slash radiodramarevival or Twitter at radiodrama. And you can find the links there. Just uh, dig around. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. Uh, pretty awesome to be able to get another chance to hear that. I, As I understand it, you can't even get CDs right now. AudioGo uh, is the distributor of that, is having some financial difficulties, which has made those shows harder to get a hold of. So this is really, apart from uh, asking someone, hint, hint, who you might know who has the MP3 files, about the only way you're going to hear Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Um, so here on Radio Drum Revival, uh, we're going to catch you on the new year. We're closing on eight years, really. Uh, things may tweak and change and, and reinvent themselves as we approach having uh, done this for kind of a long time now. But uh, we continue to find new great audio drama and try to get the word out there and uh, get you hearing and hooked up with the good stuff. Uh, we will be revisiting our archives and, and looking towards the future and, and, and great stuff in the new year. But I uh, hope you enjoyed the show today. And um, as always, uh, check in with me at fred at radiodramarevival.com. Uh, tell your friends, hit us on iTunes or Stitcher, and uh, have a great new year. All right, that's a wrap for this week. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh, copyright of individual shows. Remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drum Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, that is Southern Maine's community radio, is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week. Mm-hmm.